Podcast. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westcott demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or Whatever Movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris, and I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. I don't know what that was. I do not either. Today we're talking a movie from 2023, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Look, I ain't gonna lie. Kelly said this was gonna be a comedy, and I was like, oh, okay. I expected it to be like a drug trippy movie, obviously, and then we didn't really get that or whatever, but the, I, they had me and in the first half, I'm not going to lie, it started off all fun and rollicking and he's like, woo, and it's your boy, John, Jonathan Reese or whatever, or, or Michael, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, are you talking about Carrie Russell's husband, Matthew Reese? Yeah, he was the the dude that mucked up uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and he's the new Perry Mason, and he's in uh, The Americans, which you love, with Carrie Russell and Margot Martindale, the best thing about the movie, but who's also really slumming. But you like these, like, drawn-faced, possibly Irish, curly-headed, <laughs> nondescript, sad-looking dudes, a la <laughs> Matthew Reese and Jeremy Strong. Oh, yeah, Jeremy Strong's. Yeah, man. like someone just kicked their soccer ball over the fence. <laughs> and he's like, woo! It's like a rocking soundtrack or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, at least this is going to be fun. It did have a pretty good sound. Well, I don't know if good. It had a, it had a lot of songs in it. And then I realized he has no instinct for self-preservation. I don't doubt that the drug runner who's an actual dude was on coke at the time, right? But he's kicking the things out and doing a little dance or whatever. And then he'll like kick another one out. That's miles in between. Yeah. Miles hiking, toting duffel bags. So in real life, this dude's M.O. was to fly low on a plane, kick all the bags out and have people collect them. But the key is you got to kick them out at the same place. So even if they hit the ground like a domino effect or whatever, it's going to be at least less than a half a mile for all of them. Yeah. I hope they have transponders or something. <laughs> Well, it's only like millions of dollars per duffel, right? Yeah. It was like some odd 20 or $30 million that yeah. in the true story they they dropped from the plane. But I guess what better place to have a rogue, a rogue grizzly? No, it wasn't even a grizzly. It was a California black bear and not a huge one at that. I don't know. Well, it wasn't a California black bear. It was Kentucky black bear. Yeah. I don't know if they're different. But it starts fun in the plane and all that. And it wasn't until the kids are playing hooky and are in the forest, which looked suspiciously like a California forest, even though it was shot where? Like in Ireland. It was shot in Europe or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like when the kids are in the forest, Brian turns to me and is like, why is this rated R? And I was like, good question. And then they both eat cocaine off of a knife. And I was like, that's why. Again, yet another movie where the Girl Scout completely disrespects cocaine with a giant knife. Like, they can't keep the thing intact, right? They always have to hack open a bundle in a way that can't be sealed up again and, like, take out a whole knife worth. Yeah, you don't just clip a corner. It's a good thing they didn't need blood for any reason because she would have, like, cut open her whole palm. Yeah, and what other movie were you referencing? 
Well, like Beverly Hills Cop, when they un- unearth the co- the cocaine from the coffee grounds, and he cuts open right. a giant package. And I'm like, you know how much money that's <laughs> worth? That you're going to slice open the whole thing neck to nuts so you can sample it? <laughs> With a knife? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a convenient tool because you've already used it to open the package. Yep. The kids, even ingesting cocaine orally, that's still really bad, right? I don't know. Does it get into your bloodstream? I mean, I have to assume so. I mean, if you snort it or whatever, doesn't it go down the same nasal passage? Doesn't it go down your throat anyway? Hmm. Doesn't go to a special cocaine pocket. I guess I always assumed that it was somehow more a direct line to your brain, but that makes no sense. The moral of this story is don't give bears drugs. If you had to do drugs, had to, and I know you don't do drugs, but if you had to, cocaine or heroin? If I had to? I think cocaine, uh, because I know people who have done cocaine and are still alive, but heroin is supposed to be the greatest experience of one's life for like the first time you do it. Hmm. Like heroin apparently is transcendent and it makes you feel the best you've ever felt. And then you're continually chasing that first of a high. Now, this is just hearsay. I have no experience with either of these drugs in any form. So it would just be kind of an arbitrary choice. And the idea of snorting it seems less invasive, like less of a commitment than sticking a needle in my arm. I have to agree. Margot Martindale, probably the best thing about Cocaine Bear. Carrie Russell, unfortunately, wasted in the role. Kind of a thankless role for Carrie Russell there. Like, like the most interesting thing about her character was her inexplicable pink jumpsuit. Yeah, she said she worried about that pink jumpsuit because they had so much fun. She had to worry about, like, she didn't make sure she didn't pee in it from laughing, I guess. Or from cocaine. I'm not sure. Well, it must have been Glad to hear it was funny on set. Look, they had apparently they had a great time and they went to Ireland, which really did look like I mean, I don't know if it looked like a California forest or a Kentucky forest or wherever it was or whatever, but it looked fine to me. I was like, really? Ireland? That's crazy. But apparently Ireland has was the best at the time of filming of following rules for COVID protocol. They were like, let's go to Ireland where it's safer. Okay. But yeah, Margot Martindale is the bomb and is the bomb in this movie. I liked watching her in this movie. Yeah, she was funny. I mean, it was a little bizarro how she was all hot after Peter, after Jesse Tyler Ferguson. But she wanted a movie, like a a role that like sink her teeth into with some real FaceTime. What does that mean? Well, that that first part was a bear, uh, like, you know, bear illusion. And the second part was the fact that her face got taken completely off from all the time it spent on the pavement. (sighs) Are inarguably the best sequence of the film. Maybe, maybe in the Terminator chase sequence where they're shooting it and it's like, and keeps coming and is gaining and takes that fantastic leap into the ambulance. Yeah, that impossible leap. It was like at least four or five bears length. It was a cocaine leap. Man, Americans will do anything to avoid the metric system. They're bear lengths. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, it's relative. I will say, though, that bear, better than the bear in Prey. Who does the special, who does the bear special effects in Prey? Oh, I don't know. I, I was kind of kidding, because this wasn't a great bear. There were some good shots or whatever, but in full motion or whatever, you kind of got, but if he, if he seems unnatural, maybe that's because he was on cocaine. Maybe this is the most realistic depiction of a cocaine bear ever put to screen. Mm, well, I think it's kind of the only cocaine bear. <laughs> Not only put to screen, but, you know, in history. A little bit of a one note, What a, a little bit of a one trick bear, this film. 
About when did you get tired of the the bears doing coke joke? Yeah, like I'd say about halfway through. It was opportunity for this bear. Like it was a, like a video game where you need power ups or whatever, and he runs out of uh, out of energy, and whoa, there's more coke. Like it's seeking it out, like Popeye does spinach, and it's energized. It's on the verge of death, and then it does coke, and it's like whoa, and it's time to murder some more. <laughs> it got a, it got a little bit old. Yeah, it did. And also, why didn't the cocaine bear just go after Carrie Russell behind the tree? I will say that in my limited experience, I can't say I have no experience, but I've been in a hotel room with people who were doing cocaine. And then I was like, well, it's Vegas or whatever. So I'm going to treat you guys to a buffet. And we went to the Carnival Buffet at Rio and no one enjoyed it because they had been doing coke. And, and I didn't know this, but they couldn't taste anything. So maybe it couldn't smell her. It couldn't tell because its nostrils were plugged with Coke. The actual cocaine bear had ingested 70 pounds of it. Poor bear. But the actual cocaine bear didn't go on a killing spree either. No, it (laughs) died pretty quickly, as you would expect. They said they cut that bear open and it was like a pack, you know, like those packs that are like wrapped and taped of cocaine. They said the bear's insides were wall to wall cocaine, that the heart had exploded, (gasps) that the organs were all messed up. Like it's just, yeah. You know, I heard that bear is taxidermied in like officiating weddings now. (laughs) I heard that it spent time at a gift shop, that it was owned by Waylon Jennings, although that is vigorously disputed. But yeah, And, and back in the 80s with all like the cute, kitschy 80s font there was totally cocaine bear merchandise there was yeah ashtrays and coffee mugs and stuff oh i bet it's all over ebay now yeah you know kentucky has few claims to fame it's like fried chicken cocaine bear and eric c con eric c con star star of the big con now available on apple tv yeah i heard that that bear changed hands at one point for two hundred dollars Oh, and maybe after the fervor died down, the buyer didn't know that that was cocaine bear. Yeah, I don't get it. This bear ingested cocaine almost 40 years ago. Yep. Like, (laughs) why is cocaine bear making appearances on the Oscars and the Jimmy Kimmel show and all over Instagram? Like, what is the deal? This is just meant to be a fun one. This was the one that Elizabeth Banks said she was like in the throes of COVID lockdown, quarantine and stuff. And then she saw a little bit of light come back into the world. Not a direct quote, but still, this is like the cocaine bears, the movie that we didn't know that we needed. Did you watch the Academy Awards? Yeah. And saw cocaine bear. We watched Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue and we were like and then he, and he references the cocaine bear and i was like what like i i was so out of it and then the cocaine bear harasses malala <laughs> did you see that part i did i just don't understand how this story from basically a generation ago is now making waves and 80 plus million dollars at the box office i i see what you're doing you're planting seeds to suggest that you're not accountable for your actions because you weren't aware of cocaine bear went into this blind and purchased this movie not knowing what it was about no you knew what it was about uh, well yeah cocaine bear is my snakes on the plane in that sense where i was really counting on it being a certain thing 
that's come up a number of times too. And I do think it, it aspired to be that thing. Like I really think that they meant for it to be fun all the way through. I'm telling you somewhere out there, maybe in the, the Black Mountain Hills of Dakota or something or in Kentucky, there's someone where Cocaine Bear, some 14 year old, this is his favorite movie. I say his because I cannot imagine any girl of any age loving Cocaine Bear except Elizabeth Banks. Because I imagine when I was 14, this would have been my jam. I would have gotten to have watched an R-rated movie about kids my age or whatever. And also there was drugs and also a bear and gory stuff. Like I, there was a time when I rented horror movies solely for the gore. And plus you learn about the differences between gazebos and topiaries or whatever it was. And the difference is? I don't know. That thing where the guy died, the cop, the detective, sorry, was a gazebo. And a topiary is what? A, a topiary, I think, is a carved plant animal, right? Yeah. I don't think that's limited to animals, but yes. Yeah. So are you saying now that you, in your maturity, you've developed taste? That's what I'm saying, because I was fighting this one. I was like, nope, you got to watch it like Megan. You got to watch it like Dungeons and Dragons. You got to watch it with a sense of humor and to know it's intended to be funny. And so when the peril isn't quite as real or whatever, you're just meant to roll with it and have fun. And I really did for the first bit. And then what happened? I think part of it was the tiresome overacting of this like motley crew of of assorted ne'er-do-wells and stuff are you talking about the three punks the douchamps yeah those they, they were weird and margot martindale's love story or whatever and the rangers and, and everybody who was just bear fodder right and the very sad drug dealers and ice cube or whatever ice cube jr and i was like okay there's an awful lot of people and maybe you need an awful lot of people a, a rowdy ensemble to offset the fact that cocaine bear can only be in so many places at one time and he definitely made the rounds sorry she definitely made the rounds and then there were these set pieces that i really think that they were like okay elizabeth banks you can make this movie or whatever but you gotta hit a minimum runtime. how are you gonna do 90 minutes with cocaine bear and she was like i have this idea where he's gonna sit on top of han solo for like 10 minutes and we're gonna make a joke about like the vagina in the ear or whatever and that's yeah, gonna which anatomically was also just not possible not possible at all we're just killing time we're, we're eating up the minutes uh same thing with with homeboy on the gazebo and stuff same thing with the showdown inside the ranger station or whatever we're just trying to hit that mark the paramedics stumbling through an active crime scene all irresponsibly and stuff. Which was pretty cool, though, and mysterious and fun. I mean, I do think that the paramedics landing at the ranger station was the beginning of the best sequence that culminates with the mass murder that is the ambulance crash at the end. I might just be biased by what was actually a really great trailer for Cocaine Bear. Did you ever see the trailer for nope. Cocaine Bear? Conan O'Brien says, what you need to know is Cocaine Bear... And that's really it. So I didn't bother watching the trailer. Did, did you see There's Something About Mary? Oh, yeah. You did. We're like 90s kids, or you were a 90s kid anyway. And there's a scene where Ben Stiller, spoiler, zips up his zipper over his junk. And oh, yeah. they're like, how did you get the zipper over the junk? Like, Because it continues to zip. It's not like, oh, it got caught. He somehow zips it all the way up, and there's junk caught in the middle. Yeah. Remember that? And you're like. In graphic close-up, yes. That's not possible. 
But it's funny because it's a comedy. Like, the joke is, how did you get it all the way up? I mean, maybe you just never worn jeans without underwear. Even still, you can't get the zipper past the block. That's not possible. Oh, so you just, like, you just, like, nicks it and then it stops because it can't. It stops there and and you have to, like, pull it down and, and release the junk from the zipper's teeth. Anyway, I get the joke. It's a visual gag or whatever. I didn't understand why they did the impossible gag with the fingers. Like, he's like, how did they even do that? Like, where he, he gets two fingers that are not, not next to each other shot off. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why they committed to that bit. It was dumb. And it reminded me of how dumb the movie was in its attempt to be funny. I would think that if uh, I were going with something as ridiculous as Cocaine Bear, that I would try to make it serious. But what do I know? Because this wouldn't have been the one that I would have spent my life savings uh, to fun, you know? I don't know when. So he he had the bear locked in the storeroom, raptor style, right? And I was like, here it is. The bear's gonna learn how to open doors like the raptor, but it doesn't. It knocks the door off the hinges. But that door opened inward. Doors can't fly off like that, even if you bust the hinges. The whole frame is in the way. Well, maybe the frame burst off, and you just you didn't. You see would have it. seen it, and there would have been dust. This is me poo pooing and holding this movie to authenticity standards. <laughs> But to your point, why didn't the bear just like maul its his face and eat his face? I don't know. The bear, it was like, it was cocaine, man. It was, uh, the bear wasn't killing for food. It would, it would kill people and then chase other people, grizzly man style. And so it was like killing to kill or killing for the thrill of energy expenditure or something. Great. I thought grizzly man, the bears were all hungry and from the interior and getting ready to hibernate and stuff. Yeah, but those are also grizzlies. Remember we talked about the bear convention? If it's, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. Not this one. Because everyone was like, there's no problem. It's a black bear. Except they didn't know that it was on coke. Right, because the hikers at the top, they talk specifically about the the rule of thumb, the bear rule of thumb. Yeah, Olaf or whatever. And then he survives the whole movie and like stumbles through the forest in grief and despair after losing his partner or whatever. And then shows up again only to get immediately eaten off screen. Bear fodder. Yeah, I think they did him dirty. I mean, he was a dirty hippie anyway. They were, <laughs> meaning they treated un- Olaf unfairly. <laughs> yes. But to answer your question, I think this movie kind of took a turn when we started to establish because we established like 25 characters and then we knew who the bear was currently attacking. Right. We knew the bear was with Ice Cube or whatever. And so when Carrie Russell is like, I'm going to go in the cave. I need a flashlight. Don't go in there or whatever. You know, the bear's not in there. So it kind of took it wasn't a Jaws scenario where the shark could be anywhere because it was we knew exactly where it was a lot of the time. Right. The bear wasn't stealthily sneaking around, planning its Rambo-style attacks. Yep. It was definitely a missed opportunity that we never got bear first-person perspective. <laughs> yeah. Cocaine bear view. You know. Like powder, like covered in powder. I was going to say like hypercolor and like psychedelic. <laughs> you know, and people are coming in and out of vision and they're like, hey, bear. So um, apparently a bunch of cocaine was just recovered from the ocean where it was dumped and meant to be picked up or whatever. And that's led to kind of joking speculation that the sequel, because that poor bear, I don't think that there's much like room for a sequel here, but it'll be cocaine shark or whatever. And that's where we'll do the psychedelic vision or whatever. <laughs> 
the first shark point of view. (laughs) This is like your jam, dude. I turn to you for your expertise on horror thriller comedies. Not, not Not the comedy part, though. This had one gag. And if the bear was, it had to kill people. So it couldn't actively be consuming cocaine the entire time, although it had ample opportunity. This bear was jazzed by just a mere proximity to cocaine. Remember they had the one thing and he was on top of Han Solo and then cocaine landed next to it and the bear opened its eyes. And it's like, man, talk about finely attuned to this coke. Yeah, he's hooked. He's already chasing the dragon. There was a lot with uh, Reba, the deputy turning out bad and the cop dying in the weird subplot with the cop's dog that was so the cop dog thing was so bizarre and then when his deputy betrays him i was like mm-hmm. what are we doing womp, womp. why are we doing and then we had the waterfall morality showdown at the end and that jump which is the worst idea i've ever seen are you the last of the mohicans and i get and <laughs> kelly ray was like well they she's they've seen what the bear does to people still jumping off that waterfall with your kids are you crazy that does seem like a really bad idea but they all jump yep i mean she didn't like shield her, them with her body or anything i mean can you just put on a critic's hat for one minute to really try and understand why this did or didn't work for you Honestly, our life is cyclical, and I know that it's coming. The last couple of weeks, this and Megan, these aren't Oscar contenders. These are the, this is the dregs. We're looking for movies, so we resorted to horror comedies that 14-year-olds would lose their minds over. And it really did seem like it could be fun, and people said that they had fun, and people were howling. This movie didn't get as good reviews as Megan did, But there's definitely an audience who tapped into this and gets the joke. And I don't think that I didn't get the joke. I just think I'm too old for that joke. Of of everyone, Ray Liotta, in his final role, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, this was his the, the close of his legacy and his dedication. And the amazing Margot Martindale kind of should have maybe known better. It was like, like one note gimmick or whatever. And if you're Samuel L. Jackson and you can work in town and don't have to go on location because the snake's plane is a set and you're the star of that movie and it's just a plane full of people, maybe. But maybe there was a vast array of quirky characters on that movie too. I'm not really sure. But this cocaine bear seemed bloated and unnecessarily hammy and unnecessarily bloody. Like Jesse Tyler Ferguson, he died for like 10 minutes. And you know, those chocolate fountains, he was like a bear bloodbath fountain. I I got the joke and the joke ended 30 minutes at maximum short film into this movie. It did feel like an hour 36 was an eternity to spend in the company of Ice Cube Jr. and Cocaine Bear. Yeah, even the throwdown scene in the bathroom, David's like shining moment just ended in a whimper. That was supposed to be so cool and fun. He was doing pretty well for a dude. He was pretty tough because he brushed off that stab wound pretty quickly. Well, that you don't really need that shoulder for anything. Um, but a little, I don't know. Is that really a role that you want to associate yourself with? Isn't isn't he going back a little bit, being like, I'm a drug runner? Movies going backwards for everyone, man. Did anyone except maybe those kids have a career leap from Cocaine Bear? No. So you got the joke, but the joke didn't work for you. Right. And I was really looking for fun escapist fare, the exact fare that Cocaine Bear and audiences promised that it would be on a Friday night with Chinese food after a really rough week. And I didn't get that escape. I didn't get that release I was looking for. Instead, it made me angry. And it wasn't (laughs) necessarily how old the joke got so quickly. 
But I think something you were touching on, this idea of bloatedness. Yeah. Like, really, if I try and neutrally assess this critically, I think it was a problem of pacing, which is really weird because so many people talk about how this is so wonderfully paced and fun and rompish. Who are these people? And to me, I don't know, maybe 14-year-old boys. <sighs> Who take to social media and who hype this up to, you know, zeitgeist status so much so that Cocaine Bear gets to make his Oscars appearance. I don't know. I'm a little bit excited right now. Are you there? Are you finally there at the place that I've always been where you're angry because you saw potential and you were kind of excited and then you wanted it to be more like it betrayed you? <laughs> It's so, well, when you put it in your terms, I guess so. Oh, welcome to the club. It took cocaine bear to get you there. A turning point. Like Cloverfield, a working title. And when they got to down to it where they had to choose, they had been calling it cocaine bear. And in fact, the prop bear head and the bear on set was actually a character actor in a motion capture suit. Uh, his nickname was Koki. But uh, they were like, what do you got? What's better than Cocaine Bear? And everyone has said this is the perfect title because you know exactly what you're getting. And I guess that's the case. But in my version, <laughs> it would have been more realistic and much darker. And the fact that this bear was actively charging everybody it saw because it was on cocaine, it would have been called the name of the mountain in the movie, which was, do you remember? I'm searching. I'm searching. No, I don't remember. The appropriately named Blood Mountain. That's what it was called? Feature No, that's what I would have called it. Featuring Cocaine Bear. Oh, a very ominous sounding opportunity to go really dark. But alas, no, this doesn't go dark. In fact, it kind of doesn't go anywhere, which is why I give it a disappointed, boring. I, I admit I was ready to join the fun and the thrill ride up top. And I was like, maybe this one will clear the line as dumb as it is because I like the people involved or whatever. And then it just kind of sank itself and it never resurfaced. It never got its head above water again. So I think it's going to be another below the line. This is a whatever movie. It didn't make me mad, though. Really? It tried to do a thing or whatever, but but this was not a one that I had high hopes for. I was pretty sure it was going to kind of suck, so it didn't give me downright suckage. It maybe fostered a little bit of hope in the beginning, but yeah, it was, it didn't surprise me by its badness. Okay. Okay. Cocaine bear. Don't take drugs. Was the um, This Is Your Brain on Drugs campaign actually successful? No, actually it wasn't. It was very high profile, and it was everywhere. But studies and, and things over time for that period showed that it really didn't impact statistics of teens or kids or anybody taking drugs less during that time. Hmm. Worked for you. Uh, yeah, but I, th I think I was scared off before then. Yeah, I think you needed to be on cocaine to stick this movie all the way through and have consistent fun. Should it have been more of a bloodbath and more just gratuitously violent? Well, violence is one thing, and snarling crazed bear with red eyes or whatever is one thing, but this was more comedy gore and blood, where many people died horrifically not having been eaten by that bear. Hmm. It's brought up in the same sentence as snakes on a plane and sharknado and stuff, and I think that all those are a certain kind of movie that work for a certain kind of person. Cokeheads. Too bad we're not pairing this with Grizzly Man. Check out that review and other much better movies about bears at orwhatevermovies.com. Or wherever you get podcasts. And let us know, are we missing something in Cocaine Bear? 
Is it a matter of age? Is there someone over 40 that gets the joke? Let us know. 818-835-0473 or whatever movies at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.